Hi, I'm George Tekmachov here with Steve the Big Cat Anderson. It's uh, another Easton World Archery Championship live cast right now. And uh, today is the elimination day for recurves and compounds individually. So this morning started out with uh, Steve, just terrible weather in Berlin, huh? Yes, it uh, it looked pretty gnarly. I mean, the, the recurves looked like they had some sunshine for a little while, but then you could see it just went horrible at some point there was bows on the ground and rain and wind and all of the above yeah as we mentioned in yesterday's show the expectation was wind gusts of up to something like 55 kilometers an hour and they certainly got at least that much in a few cases and uh then the rain and there's a few photos that dean alberga and yoshi komatsu have up on the world archery smug mug photo page that very clearly show basically typhoon conditions for at least several ends. And um, so that, you know, obviously is a challenge for everybody because you're all out there at the same time. But, you know, the timing of these things, the wind has an ebb and flow. And, you know, some people may have had more luck than others. Um, that's all history now because here is where things stand. For the individual recurve men, we're down to the final eight. And in that final eight, we've got shooters from Indonesia, Japan, Netherlands, Canada, Brazil, Korea, Turkey, and Chile, Steve. Chile. Yeah. So uh, some of the usual suspects are absent. The The biggest names in this, of course, are reigning Olympic champion Mete Gazzos. He's going to be up against Ricardo Soto of Chile in the quarterfinal. You've got Marcus de Almeida, the mustache of Brazil. He's going to be up against Little Kim, Kim Jidok of Korea. You've got Eric Peters of Canada versus Steve Weiler of Netherlands. And you've got Arif Pangestu of Indonesia against Fumia Saito of Japan. Mr. Saito is a uh, a pretty good shooter, uh, not a ton of experience. Mr. Pangestu is not someone that we've seen at the world level. Steve Weiler, of course, has been on the world level for years. Eric Peters has been shooting in Canada for quite a while. Um and, you know, has has been to many uh, events overall. But uh, this is the first, uh, probably the highest I've seen him um, at a world championship, Steve, if I can uh, recall correctly. Yeah, or a world cup. I, I don't know that he's ever made a, a final before. But Yeah, never had a shot at a podium before. This is his shot. He was ranked 36. And by the way, I should mention the rankings. You know, Mr. Pangetsu from Indonesia, for example, was ranked 49th. Mr. Saito of Japan ranked 24th. Steve Weiler of Netherlands, ranked 5th. Eric Peters from Canada was ranked 36th. Marcus de Almeida of Brazil is the highest ranked shooter going into the finals. He was ranked 3rd. He's up against 6th ranked Kim Jidok. And then you've got Meta Gazos, the Olympic champion of 2020, uh, really in 2021, at the Tokyo Olympics. Meta was ranked 10th. He's up against number 50, Ricardo Soto of Chile. So the fact you've got number 50, number 49, number 24 and number 36 in these final eight that says something about the conditions on the field of play doesn't it yeah the water got a little muddy i think for everybody and it's uh it's an equalizer the the wind and rain bold prediction steve what do we got this time around i don't have anything too bold i'm i'm gonna go with the the overwhelming favorites here so i'm gonna say that on the top half of the bracket, you're going to have Steve Weiler come out and end up in the gold medal match. I couldn't tell you who's going to be, you know, the 
the bronze medal uh, opportunist between uh, our Indonesian archer and the Japanese archer, but I'm going to go with uh, Saito from Japan. Agreed. My wild guess. Nope, I think you're right. Half, I think you got, that's where they're going to be beating up on each other. I think that's where the uh, talent is going to shine through the most. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say Dalmeida beats Kim Deja, Kim Jadok and Meta Gazoz gets past Soto. And then I'm going to, I'm going to pull Meta for the win in that semi against Marcus. And uh, then, it, so you'd have Steve and, Meta in the final. I'm going to go with Steve Weiler for the world championship. Okay. That's a bold prediction. If I had to uh, guess right now, based on momentum and trajectory, I'd say Marcus de Almeida is going to be able to take the silver that he won in Yankton two years ago and turn it to gold. So we'll see. Uh, But uh, I don't disagree with your point of view either. Meta Gazos has as much a shot at this as anybody. Steve Weiler does too. Of course, Kim Jadok may surprise us and beat Marcus de Almeida. And we may also see a big surprise from Fumia Saito of Japan. So we'll see what happens as we head into the semifinals taking place on the 6th of this month. Now, headed on to the recurve women. You know, same conditions apply. They were in the same situation from the standpoint of, you know, the, the really brutal weather that has been dominating the last couple of days in Berlin. And we've got Alejandra Valencia of Mexico versus, I called it, Tomomi Sugimoto of Japan making it to the quarterfinals. Um, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, Steve, Miss Sugimoto is a very talented shooter, but she is up against number one seed Alejandra Valencia. It's going to be a tough match there. Yeah, Alejandra's been really solid the whole week. You've also 100%. got the whole Korean team in the finals. Uh-huh. And the rest of that means that you've got Casey Koffold up against Ann San, the Olympic champion from Korea. This is a repeat of a match they had in Yankton 2021. That's exactly right. And uh, goodness knows, I don't know what's going to happen. I know that when Casey beat Ann San in Yankton, that that was the first time we had seen Ann San lose a match in international competition. Yes. Will it happen again? I don't know. Is Ann San shooting as strongly as she did? Well, we know she outshot Casey in the qualifying round. Casey was ranked 21st. Ann San shot fourth place in the qualification. It could be very interesting to see how things go. It's all going to yeah, come was, to where her head is at, in my opinion. She was the lowest qualifier of the Korean team. I don't I don't know how to call this one. I think Casey probably found a little rhythm today. And yeah. I'm going to go with Casey. I'm going to hometown it a little bit, and and I'm going to say Casey gets the win. I think women's recurve, I think, has a lot of talent, and it I think it doesn't have a ton of, like, gaps in that talent either. I think there's going to be good matches throughout. Bottom half of the bracket, as you pointed out before, Korea is in every segment of this thing. You've got Kang Chaeyoung, the destroyer, versus Satsuki Noda of Japan. Now, Ms. Kang finished third in qualification. Ms. Noda finished 22nd. However... I have seen Satsuki Noda shoot some amazing performances in set play. So who knows? I mean, that could go her way. It's entirely possible. Kang out of this one. Yeah. I mean, that would be the safe bet. But yeah, if you're putting money down, sure. I mean, give me some, uh, you know, some odds that tempt me and maybe, maybe we'll go with Noda, but I think it's Kang. If there's going to be a surprise, it's going to be that match. Okay. 
Fair now, enough. Lim Sihyun of Korea is up against Marie Horachkova of Czech Republic. I am thinking that Ms. Lim is going to find herself up against her teammate, Ms. Kang, as the easy button for the semifinal. But who knows? We could see a surprise there, too. Ms. Horachkova of Czech Republic was seventh in the ranking round. And Ms. Lim was the second-ranked shooter. You'll notice, of course, that means the number one seed, Alejandra Valencia, could find herself potentially up against the number two seed in the final, the way this works out. Yeah, we've got one, two, three, and four still existing. So, so and, you know, uh, Horachkova has had a really good week thus far. So, Andy. I don't know, you know, she qualified seventh. She shot through. We haven't seen her much in finals, and that might just be she hasn't, you know, been on the circuit a long time i don't know well opportunities uh, right yeah and i'm gonna lean on korean experience in finals and the fact that they built an exact replica to be favorable to them so i'm gonna say um i'm gonna say overall in this i think uh kang che young comes out of the bottom half of the bracket uh, i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with alejandra out of the top half of the bracket i think she just keeps the week rolling and I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kang Che Young gets her world championship title here this week. I think the odds are in favor of what you just said, and we'll leave it at that. Compound men, you know, Poland has uh, come here and left a mark, and uh, there are two Polish archers in opposite bracket. I mean, what can you say? These guys are really shooting. Crushing, yeah, it's amazing. Um, good for them. Emirchan Hani of Turkey is the number one ranked shooter. And he finds himself against number eight, Lukacz Przybylski of Poland. I have no idea, Steve. I mean, it could go either way on that one. I'm going with Amir Son. Okay. Then you've got Alexander Kohlberg of Sweden and Kim Jong-ho of Korea. Mr. Kohlberg was ranked number 37. And so, uh, you know, you got to look at the uh, you got to look at the numbers here. And you got to imagine that Kim Jong Ho is well motivated to try to pull this one out. Kohlberg is a really talented archer, and I think he was second at World Field Championships this last year. He works at a bow shop in Sweden, from my understanding. So he's here on vacation. This is not his job, but uh, I'm going to say he gets some magic rolling. You know what? He's he's kind of in a position that Nico Wiener was in in Yankton, isn't he? In a certain from a certain point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like not the, maybe not the foremost choice in people's head, but a young talented archer who, you know, just might have his breakthrough here. Isn't that kind of how it worked out for Nico? It's very precise. Nico. Yeah. Uh, then you've got uh, a very interesting situation here. You got number three ranked in the bottom half of the bracket. You got number three ranked Przemysław Konecki of Poland. Nice pronunciation. I had mm-hmm. no idea there. Well, every Polish person out there is angry with me right now, but I did the best I could with what I got. <laughs> Versus Proven. And everyone else will believe it. So. <laughs> Proven Deotale of India is his opponent. And uh, Mr. Deotale has kind of come on the scene recently, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that number six ranked guy uh, from India, who is, by the way, up against the number three ranked gentleman from Poland. Mr. Deotale of India, I believe, has been working with Sergio Pagni. Is that, uh, can you substantiate that for me? No, no, but, you know, Sergio is uh, operating as an Indian compound coach and they've had winners at two World Cup stages. Um, 
they have three women and all three women in the final here. So I'm not, I am not betting against India and I'm going to, I'm going to take Dale Tale to win this match. Okay. I would tend to agree with you on that. And then you've got an old veteran campaigner, Martin Damsbo of Denmark, yeah. one of the popular guys out there. And uh, Martin ranked 26th. He's up against Mikey Schlusser. And uh, I got to say that I, as much as I like Martin personally, I don't know if he can beat Mike. I just don't. You know, I think uh, that's up to Mike. Sure. Well, that's 100% up to Mike. And, and, uh, and maybe up to the fact that hopefully the wind will die down a little bit by the fifth, which is when this is going yeah. to be tested. Yeah. Let's see what the conditions turn out to be like. Um, you know, awesome for Martin for getting in himself onto the, the main yes. stage again. It's been a little while and he still got it. You uh, got to say, it's really nice to see. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Mike because I will rarely ever bet against Mike if ever. All right. Bold, bold predictions here. I think we're going to see a gold medal match between Mike Schlusser and Kim Jong-ho. That's my bold prediction. Yeah, so I'm pulling Mike and uh, Alexander Kohlberg out of there. And then I'm going to say the bronze is Deotali and Emir uh, San with the bronze going to Deotali. Okay. We'll see how it ends up. And finally. Uh, I've, got, I've got Mike for the win in the gold. I don't think I specified. Okay. So I think we both agree on that one. Yep. I believe that that's really going to be a very interesting match to see if we get to see it. There's no question about it. Actually, they're all going to be interesting matches for sure. But, uh, you know, considering the work that Korea has put into the compound effort, you know, we'll see if it pays off here. It'll certainly pay off at Asian Games later in the season. But will it pay off here? Did they have enough time? That's going to be interesting to see. Finally, you got the compound women. And we've got some good ones, and we've got some veterans. And again, we're seeing a crazy mix of qualification here. Number 16, Andrea Becerra of Mexico is up against French campaigner Sophie Dodimont, former recurve shooter. Now we're going back almost 20 years, by the way, when we talk about her being a recurve shooter. And, um, you know, what can you say? She's 41st ranked. I believe Andrea is going to pull it out against Sophie. But again, you know, you just don't know till. Till the whistle blows. The Mexican women will have uh, uh, some medal matches on the main stage the day prior. Uh, Andrea has been shooting really well all year. I think she carries it through. Agreed. I think she gets all the way to the gold medal match. Second half of that bracket is number 37 against number 36, Ipek Tomruk of Turkey versus Chen Li Ju of Chinese Taipei. I got no say, idea here. I no, no idea, but you know, Chinese Taipei has actually been putting in quite a bit of effort to grow compound. And yeah. I kind of wonder, is this part of that, you know, outcome? Is that one reason why we're seeing Chinese Taipei archers having done conspicuously well at this particular world championship when you look at the overall big picture? I would say maybe. And so well, if that's the scenario, I'm going with going with Chen Li Ju. I'd like to see that happen to give a reward to Chinese Taipei, to Taiwan, for the effort they've put in. But, you know, either way, it's it's going to be an interesting match. Sana Delat of Netherlands is up against Aditi Swami of India in the bottom half of the bracket in the first match that's going to take place there. And, again, I don't know on that one. Number six for Ms. Swami, number 19 for Ms. Delat. 
Any idea? Son of Delat was really coming on strong for Netherlands prior to the pandemic. Agreed. Yes. Just kind of disrupted her whole career trajectory. Um, and I think, you know, maybe this is uh, getting things back on track. So I'm going to go with Sana. She's got a little more experience than Miss Swami. But uh, I'm not sure that's going to matter too much. I just think she's going to win the match. I think it's interesting, of course, that we do have three people from India in this women's compound final. And that means that we are going to see a winner from India in the final pass in this bracket. It's Parneet Kaur of India versus her teammate Jyothi Venom. Uh Number two versus number 26. Miss Venom is number two. Miss Cowers number 26. You, you got to just roll the odds and say Miss Venom is going to pull that one out. Yeah, I think Jyothi wins the whole thing. So, yeah, I yep. I was, you know, just to cut to the chase, Jyothi Venom is very possibly going to be the next world champion, which would be terrific for for women's archery in India in particular. But, uh, you know, you don't know until until that whistle blows and hopefully the wind's not blowing as much as it was in Berlin today, just brutal, brutal weather. And uh, this is where things stand right now. These matches take place for the compounds on the fifth The recurve matches taking place on the sixth. There will be streaming available in various places, depending on what country you're in. Um, you can get the world archery live stream on YouTube. And then there's other, uh, localized streaming capability from, for example, everybody in Korea will be able to watch this thing live. Um, Steve, any closing thoughts before we wrap up on this particular live cast? It was one of those days where you don't want to, you just don't want to go out and be an archer. You know, you saw people winning compound matches with 134s. And it's like, that's not fun. So there's, there's going to be a little bit of an issue with trying to regain a normal shot. You know, if we do have good conditions at the finals on Saturday, you know, these people are going to have to go in and kind of mentally reset and, and honestly forget about today. Cause I don't think anyone got through today without having to compromise their typical shot process, at least a little bit. Right. So yeah, uh, it's well, something to do. Hopefully they can all bounce back and be hundred percent. My closing thought is that you'll notice listeners, if you're listening closely, we did not mention the number one qualifier, and that is Sarah Lopez. Um, Sarah had a mechanical problem with her sight. Yeah, apparently it came loose or something. Yeah, didn't catch it in time. So she was getting high arrows. That implies like a loose screw on the mount or something, you know, that oh, made no. the sight go lower potentially. Um, or it could have been her peep was moving on her. But one way or another, um, she had a an issue with her sighting system specifically. And as a result, we're not and talking about Sarah Lopez making it through. Yeah, she is- was shooting really well, too. Like, uh, watching the first couple rounds, she had the highest score, men or women, from what I remember. Um, yeah. She was she was on pace to roll through this, you know, and just one of those things. So it's uh, unfortunate. You know, it doesn't take away the fact that she is a world champion still, but you, you always want to get a chance to – truly shoot for it and defend it, um, you know, but one of those things. More action in Berlin tomorrow, of course. We've got uh, continuing coverage for you from the Easton podcast as we uh, continue to look at what's happening. Friday's schedule is for the compound team finals. Um, we'll have the bronze 
match, Korea versus Colombia, and then the gold medal match, Mexico versus India for the compound of women. Then the bronze match for the compound men will be Korea versus Netherlands. And we'll see Poland versus Denmark for the gold. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised Poland wins this thing. It would be wild, but it wouldn't be surprising the way that right. they've been. So. Right. Bronze match for the compound mixed teams will be Netherlands versus Luxembourg. So that'll be a good one as well. Now, the compound mixed team gold final is USA versus Colombia. So that'll be an interesting one to see as well. It'll be the return of Sarah Lopez uh, for that match as well. I think that's Team USA's only medal match, too. I believe you are correct. Yes, sir. Not a, not a great showing. No, it was a difficult difficult uh, session for all. But, yeah, they they didn't do as well as they were hoping, no doubt. Recurves will be in the afternoon tomorrow. Uh, we'll see France versus Netherlands for a semifinal for the recurves and also Germany versus Mexico. And then um, we'll get into our bronze medal match and the gold medal match, depending on the outcome of those semifinals. It'll be Korea versus Italy for the recurve men's team and Japan versus Turkey for the semifinal. So we'll see whether, you know, one of those countries, Korea, Italy, Japan, or Turkey will be the new team recurve men's champions. That'll take place around uh, 4.30 in the afternoon, Central European time. After that, you've got the bronze recurve mixed team final, which will be Italy versus Chinese Taipei. Gold medal final is going to be Korea versus Germany on home ground in Germany. Any predictions on Korea versus Germany for the mixed teams, Steve? Uh, I hope, you know, I hope for Germany in that one. I, I Of course, I'm a fan of watching Korean recurves as well and and uh, Kim Woo Jin, but um, it would be really, really cool to see the Germans take that match on, on home soil. I really appreciate your honesty. 